I want to talk about Jägermeister. Dad, what do you know about Jägermeister? I mean, well, really, all I know, it's got a really awesome stag logo. What, what else do I need to know about Jägermeister? Well, uh, you should know that you've been drinking it all wrong this entire time. Damn, that's cold. There's a right and wrong way to drink it? Yes, there is, Dad. You should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit, to be exact. Huh? Well, you know what? That explains a lot. I've just been pulling it straight off the shelf. Oh, Dad, I'm so glad I got to you in time. No, that is entirely wrong. The only way to serve Jägermeister is ice cold. So wherever you're at, if you're hanging out with friends or you're at the bar or you're helping your dear sweet father try and get right, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Good morning. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Gojo with Mike Golick Jr. That is me. Kind of unsure which state I'm in at this point. Uh, with me as always, though, the one thing I can be sure of in this world, Brandon Newman. Brandon, what's going on? We never know what state you are in physically. We never know what state I'm in mentally. So uh, you're in good company, my, my good friend. Yeah. Uh, anyone who's been listening around the podcast this week, uh, if you're keeping score at home, it was Dallas at the beginning of last weekend for O-line masterminds, Minnesota for our good friend Kyle Rudolph's golf tournament, and now Las Vegas for a couple of days for reasons that will come to light later on here. A little bit of parts unknown action that I'm very excited about, but uh, Brandon, all of that leading uh, home, which is good, and it leads us to this show, which is number one, going to be a fun one today. It's Katie Nolan podcast. Apple TV Plus is Friday Night Baseball. Katie Nolan stopping by here for a third podcast with us. And I would say the most, the most baseball heavy version yes. of Katie's podcast. I'm very excited because we're heading into the All Star break for Major League Baseball. And Katie came with as thorough a prepared bit of what to look for in the All-Star game, players that you may enjoy, especially if you are a fan of this podcast, things to watch and players to watch down the second half of the season and the home stretch of the Major League calendar. So we're very excited about that. This is clearly... Katie, uh, you know, as we've gone along in the season, we have felt her descend more and more into full baseball nerd, and it's lovely to watch. Yes, she is a full uh, tape around the rim baseball nerd, and she's more prepared for this podcast than anyone has ever been for any Gojo podcast, period. Uh, that's uh, saying something. Yeah, that includes both the hosts of this podcast. Yes. So yes, it yes. was. Damn impressive. So we love that. Obviously, we love having Katie around here. She is a stellar guest and even better friend. But Brandon, you'll hear us also reference a couple of times during this podcast that we will, in fact, for that Major League Baseball All-Star game, 
be in Los Angeles. I live there now. You're going to be coming into town here. DraftKings is doing an awesome activation over by the Fan Fest at LA Live over the weekend. So we'll be out there Sunday and Monday. We will keep you guys up to date as the times become more specific on that. But we're looking forward to actually getting out there and reaching out and touching some people on this one. It's the first live event that we'll have really done. We were at the draft, but not in a capacity like this. So it should be cool again. So uh, the Fan Fest will be at LA Live by, you know, Crypto.com Arena, formerly the Staples Center. Yes. And uh, we'll be out there. Uh, Jared Carabas and the Baseball is Dead Guys will be out there. Plenty of the rest of the DraftKings crew. So we'll keep you posted on times. But if you happen to be in the area, if you're coming out for the All-Star game, and you've got some time come hang with us we'd love to see you mike obviously i'm uh i'm an employee here at DraftKings, and i had some very top secret meetings and i can say that uh we don't have a dunk tank at our uh, at our uh site there and down there in la live but we are next to the budweiser clydesdale horses so i feel oh. like that's that's enough that's enough I, that's that's enough little dank speaking and dangling carrots out there that's just that's that's all you need. Horses love carrots, and so do you. Yes, that's, that's just day one stuff right there. I'd love to see those damn horses. <laughs> last time I was last time I was this excited to see those horses, they were playing with puppies on that one Super Bowl commercial that damn near oh, broke the yes. internet. So they they know what they're doing over there, those they Clydesdales. Do. So so yeah, we will keep you updated on that. Very excited about that one. Going to be fun for my money, you know, as as long in my long storied radio career of all of about seven years now. I, I will say that it, my one of my favorite parts about getting to do this job was always getting out and getting to do live events like this to get to be in an area where it's living and breathing and moving a little bit. And we get to talk to the people that listen to the show, which is always really cool. So thank you to everyone, by the way, who continues to do that. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. Gojo, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating and a review. Unsubscribe, resubscribe, all that fun stuff here. Leave us fantastic reviews like this one here from our dear friend, Clunk Master J, who says, five-star rating, the Gojo Show. No, not the hand cleaner. Thank you. We, it's, need, I, it. we need a justification. Yeah, got to clean got to clean it up every now and then. Remind people that, yes, when you go in the bathroom, while well, I appreciate all the pictures, that is technically not us pumping out the hand sanitizer for you. Uh, I wanted to go back to this activation and this uh, wonderful All-Star weekend that we're going to get a chance to to do. Obviously, we're going to get used to doing more boots on the ground things together and hitting the streets. But I'm glad that you started this synergy uh, just being in L.A. Obviously, we were probably going to go to the All-Star game wherever it is. It could have been in Cleveland. Uh, it could have been St. Louis. But it was in L.A. And, and I'm headed to Dodger Stadium real quick. To, to check in with you and cheer on all of our uh, baseball content here at DraftKings. So I just, I'm thanking you. I'm, 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 giving, I'm giving you the credit. It's like when uh, somebody comes in town and like, oh, you brought the weather, I see. Like, this is what I'm doing for you. That is like a top, I'd say top five, <laughs> maybe top six adult white male things to say oh in that circumstance. God, yes. Like. I don't know what else to do, so I'm going to default to commenting on either the weather, one of my friend's kids or my own, or local real estate prices. They Ooh. never fail. They never yeah. fail for small talk amongst 30-somethings. Growing up, I thought the Yankees was always like a funny trope to go to. It's like, how about them Yankees? 
you know what? Especially given our age, <laughs> not 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 wrong, not wrong on that one. The Yankees and starting to get back to that, which is certainly something that we will touch on with Katie among many things here. So again. Very excited about this. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll keep updating you on the podcast here. At Gojo Show is our handle on Twitter and Instagram. Plenty of information on where and when we will be out at All-Star Weekend. Keep your eye on that. But in the meantime, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, you may know her as one of the members of the booth for Apple TV Plus's Friday Night Baseball that will be covering the Arizona Diamondbacks and the San Diego Padres this weekend. We know her as our friend Katie Nolan. She'll be next. I want to talk about Jägermeister. Dad, what do you know about Jägermeister? I mean, well, really, all I know is it's got a really awesome stag logo. What, what else do I need to know about Jägermeister? Well, uh, you should know that you've been drinking it all wrong this entire time. Damn, that's cold. There's a right and wrong way to drink it? Yes, there is, Dad. You should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit, to be exact. Huh? Well, you know what? That explains a lot. i just been pulling it straight off the shelf. Oh, Dad, I'm so glad I got to you in time. No, that is entirely wrong. The only way to serve Jägermeister is ice cold. So wherever you're at, if you're hanging out with friends or you're at the bar or you're helping your dear sweet father try and get right, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Because we're going to we're going to uh, we're going to LA this weekend for All Star. I'm not even like, fucking going to LA for oh, All-Star. I was just going to ask you that. miserable. I realized it too late because, dude, I'm week to week. It is so hard for me to plan a cross-country trip once a week. I, I do not imagine. have that skill. It overwhelms me remembering times <laughs> and weekends and where the fuck I'm going. And so I just put it all in my calendar and I'm entirely dependent on my phone to yep. tell me where I'm going to be. And like what time zones? No clue. Oh, my so gosh. I, um... What was I talking about? All-Star. So I didn't even realize how close we were getting to the All-Star break. And then suddenly I'm like, oh, I already booked my flight to San Diego for the game this week and then back home. So there's no way in hell I'd be coming back for Monday, Tuesday. And no one has said anything. And I'm like, what the fuck, guys? We should be doing something at All-Star. I'm pissed. Yeah. Because now I know these guys. Like, deep down inside, I want to talk to them and see them play. I was just going to say, Katie, because watching through the course of this season, like, we've talked at length about how you've always been a baseball fan, but I, like, every once in a while, will check your timeline, and it's all baseball tweets now. Like, you're You know what it it. is? And I hope we're recording and we can just make this podcast. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we need to do, like, an open or whatever, but um, what I've realized that it is is – I have had, I've never been allowed to pick one sport and focus on it. Mm. I've never had that. And this may be a more controversial statement, and I'm only speaking from my experience, but baseball was never pushed as like the, you need to know this. And I think part of that is because of how many games there are that you can kind of just like dip in, see where everybody's at and fly back out without really getting too deep into it. But like working a game a week has given me the chance to like, I don't know, I have to focus on at least two teams and then like 
putting together the pieces of the seasons I wasn't really paying attention to of like, oh, he was there and here's where he was um, in the meantime. And that's who he was traded for. And like finding, like getting into the storylines of it, there's so many layers. And I feel like I was always um, on like a layer of just enjoying it for what it is. And I think I'm getting now to a point where because I have to know more, because I'm getting screamed at if I don't know more and that's fair and fine. And I'm enjoying knowing more. So I'm okay with it. But now that I have that, I'm like, damn, this is cool. Like there's, I'm learning about pitches and pitchers and like the way that they spin them and like, it is wild and it makes it so much cooler to watch. Sorry, I'm talking to you. Are, are you still drawing the different yes. positions of okay, hands? Okay, can I show you what I did today? This is <laughs> yes. like, so, uh, so this week we are going to uh, San Diego. It's my first Padres game. They're playing Ooh, the nice. Diamondbacks and this is my third Diamondbacks game. Um, I think I told the story here that the coach of the Diamondbacks, Tori Lovello, he had six beers waiting for me the first time with straws as a callback to my Madison Bumgarner video. The second time we went, have we talked about that? No. Okay. Cause it was recent. The second time we went, they were there again. And I was like, well, and I had said, I blew the story. I had said before we went in the office, I was like, if they're there again, I'm drinking one. I cannot be given six beers twice. That's 12 beers and yeah. not take one. It feels almost rude at this point. Like I have to take it. It is. And they, the whole crew, so like Heidi and Steven and Hunter, they were like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I think that makes sense. We walked in, they were there. And so I cracked a beer and drank it. Did I anyone else join you? No. And How that's where I was like, come on, man. Yeah, like, oh man, I, honestly, I put that on Heidi and Steven and the rest of your crew. Like, someone, they can't let your teammate drink alone. That's I do also think it's pretty much like a, a, a well understood rule that, like, don't do that. So I feel like <laughs> I used the fact that these people who have been doing this a lot longer than me didn't tell me I couldn't. And I was right. like, well, you guys are essentially my bosses in this moment, and you all seem cool with it. So I'm going to do it. Uh, but then I imagine that it, uh, people probably weren't. We took a video of it and it didn't make it into the broadcast. And I'm like, <laughs> I they weren't big fans of it. Um, yes. But it is what it is. I drank a beer. And how did it affect my performance, Brandon? Thank you for asking. The entire time I was so worried it would be obvious I drank a beer that like I really didn't say much during the game. <laughs> because I was like, now I feel like I'm going to get in trouble. Uh, but it didn't affect my performance at all. Um, oh, I was showing you what I'm doing. So we're doing the... Um, Diamondbacks Padres and it's going to be I think if my pitching projections are correct because I I map out rotations in my notebook guys it's a Damn. real thing I'm becoming a dork yeah, dark. remember you were the one that famously said people turning recess into I know, homework I know but you know what you this it? this when you see how colorful my homework is it's like it's oh. actually cr scratching a part of my brain that like I haven't scratched in a while like I've been kind of doing mindless stuff for a few months now, maybe going on a year. So I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool to, I don't remember most of it is the problem. Once the information goes in and then I'm on the next game, I'm like, erase, need to make room because I just don't have good recall. Um, well, that's the only, like, that's notes. the most natural thing though. Like calling games, you have to do that or you won't survive. Our brains yeah. can't take in that kind of information. Yeah. At least well, but the there's also, I mean, I'm still amazed by, and I've always been amazed by as a sports fan for my whole life, watching the way some people have that recall 
for like mm. dr- the year they were drafted or like what what dr- when they were drafted and you're like what like talking to Bomani about drafts I'm like oh. how are you doing this where do you put it like what is the I don't have space for any of that and even if I had it in there most of the time I can't find it so I don't have the access to it right away but I've always been impressed by that but what I do have is the, uh, the ability to record so opening day of this year was Madison Bumgarner versus you Darvish. And if my pitching projections are, if it goes the way I think it's supposed to, it's going to be that again. So I was like, that means there's video of this already having happened. So let me go see deeply, not just reading online and what the score was. Let me go see what happened. Obviously the, um, the lineups are a little bit different because of injuries and stuff, but it is so interesting to see. I mean, a pitcher like you Darvish, who's been in the league for a long time watching how he plans the batters is fascinating. So I have this like system. I mean, Madison Bumgarner has been in the league a long time too. I was just looking at the U Darvish pitch. Uh, I have a system where I color code their pitches and it's very hard for you Darvish because did you know he knows 11 pitches? Oh my God. He has 11 pitches available to him at any given moment, but he usually has command of like five to seven when Katie, he pitches. How, how, often, how many pitches does the average pitcher go in? Um, I mean, there are guys who have two, um, really? but it, they've got to have Johnson? like nasty two, and they're usually like, it's their first or second year in the league. I don't know. I haven't gone back. Uh, no, I know. Thing. I was just thinking. I need to know eventually when I think in the off season, what I'm going to get to do such a dorky thing to look forward to is like, take what I know now and go back and look at the seasons I enjoyed and be mm-hmm. like, oh, wow. Now I even deeper understand how crazy that was. See, I think this is truly what separates like baseball people from the rest of us as sports fans is there is such a deep care about all of that background work here. And like, don't get me wrong, like the Mina Kimes of the world and people that are such diehard sports fans, they've made it their lives. Like there's an understanding of the history there, but baseball always seems like it's on a different level with this shit to me. Yeah, they know um, everything about everything. And and there are really, really nice baseball fans who – are okay if you don't and are and take joy in telling it to you like that's my favorite those are the favorite kind of people i've met through this is that they acknowledge where i'm at and they're like welcome i'll give you things all the things you want to know i will give those to you because i'm happy that you're here um that's been the coolest part for me that's that's what I always said, and I know we have said that you are our Tim Kirkjian here on this podcast. Yes. But Which, the more I think about, it, the more I'm like, I actually don't want this responsibility. I've like <laughs> prepped for this the way I would prep for a segment at ESPN. Like I have the like All Star prep, so I have guys to talk to you about that are going to be in the All Star game because I don't want to let you down as your Kirkjian. I have to like be kind of informative well, i see i think the tim kirkchen thing of that and we would love to talk to you about that because all-star weekend is going to be fun we mentioned that we're going to be out there and unfortunately we won't yeah, get to what? be visiting you, with our friend you Katie get Owen. to be out there god you have to tell yeah. me everything it really is a travesty that we'll be out there and you're not what are you guys going to do out there we are going to be DraftKings is doing an activation over at the la live fan fest area so we're going to be out there um Trying to follow Jared Carabas, who does. I was going to say, do you guys base- know Jared Carabas? Do you know yes. him? I can put you guys in touch. I I know him. Uh, we oh yeah, of course you a, do. A, yeah, you work yes. together at a company. Yep, at a place, mm-hmm. and then um, but you got out. Yes, exactly. Thank you. But he's following. Uh, I think we're we have a live show on Sunday 
and uh, he has a live show right after us, and he's going to be previewing the the home run derby and all those different things like that. And we're just going to be like, "Hey, look at look at the baseball guys! Look at them go! Look at them <laughs> yeah. go! Go baseball guys! Go baseball! Go baseball!" Yeah, that's good. Well, well, like we we live where you talked about, Katie. Like you can appreciate this as someone who did like a podcast that was you know all sports with a question mark, like. Yeah. Like being a generalist is that weird spot where I am the one parachuting in every couple of months. Like, all right, who did what here recently? Who's been kind of good over a long stretch? Who's bottomed out? So, and look, I think you can enjoy it a hundred percent at that level because I did for years. And I feel like that's the thing that a lot of people feel is like a gateway to being a fan is like that they have to enjoy it the, that same way. But I feel like the, the people should know, like, you don't have to know much to enjoy it. But like knowing what to look at is fascinating if you want to get that deep into it. That's like if you want I mean, to, I do. I just like how that. excited it makes you. Yeah, man, it's been cool. It's been cool because I've always known when I rank my favorite sports. Like football has moved up um, since being in sports media, and I didn't realize how much of that was because it. I had to because mm. it was like mm. the NFL sure. is the NFL. Yeah. You got to know about the NFL. Right. It was easy to care about, but I don't. Um, I don't know. I don't connect with it the way Mina does. I mean, who does? But it's it's harder for me. Like, you guys are football. You played it. But I played softball. So, like, I've always known baseball was up there, and it's fallen down, and it's getting back into it has been so fun. All right. Well, Timmy, since you did bring up the All-Star game, <laughs> is, is there, like, a player that you were particularly excited for that did make the game? I know we talk about snubs so much. With mm. the All Star Game, but there was was there someone you felt was like particularly deserving, or was your favorite story heading into All Star Weekend? Uh, I don't know about favorite story heading in, but Julio Rodriguez making it. He's on the Mariners. He's a a, a rookie. He's incredible. Um, he's fast. He's you know five tools. You know they say that he's he's toolsy. He's got it all, um, and he's a blast to watch. There was a game, the game that I was supposed to do last week. Um, where he hit what was probably going to be a triple and tripped between second and third. He like slipped and then he tried to like swim to third base because it was one of those moments where like, you know, when you fall and you're like, no, 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 no. And so you just kind of do whatever you can, but it was obviously not the fastest way to get there. And then he got thrown out and tagged like five feet from the base. Like it wasn't even close. Uh, It was so funny. And he's, a rookie, so you never know how those moments are going to, and he bounces back from it, doesn't care. He's nasty. He made it. People are saying that it felt like he made it as a, he got in because Ty France didn't get in. Ty France is their first baseman. He just came back from the IL. He was injured when somebody, I think, like ran through him while he was on first, and I think he it's an arm something. Um, he just came back, and he was... The way they do voting is very complicated for the all-star game, but basically there's a fan vote where you have to nominate people. And then they take the the top two vote getters in that become the next fan vote where you vote for one of these two to be the starter. And then I think the rest of the roster is some combination of like players and, and maybe writers or something and, and they mush it all together. But so Ty France was the number two first baseman starter. He didn't get named starter. And then when they came out with the rest of the rosters, he wasn't on it. And so I think people were like, what? How could he have almost been a starter, but now he's not even is on he, the team? Is he in the American League? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. I was listening to Jared Krops' Baseball Dead podcast. They said the only snub was the American League first baseman. So yeah, because I, uh, I mean, they gave it to Vladdy Jr., which I mean, duh, and you get it. It's an all star right. game. It's it's you want the big names and you don't want to have an all star game where Vladdy Jr. is not there. Um, but at the same time, it was like, oh, man, it's Ty France. He's so good and like underrated good. Um, and so there's uh, people are saying that maybe because you have to have one from every team or whatever mm. that like Julio got in because and Ty didn't. I don't know if it works that way, but I do know that I wish that they were both in. But I'm very happy that Julio's in that people can see J-Rod. I think people will fall in love with him very quickly. He's got like light eyes. Oof. Ooh. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say it because I don't objectify athletes, but if I, if, if, not, yeah. if people are into that sort of thing, if that's what they're tuning in for, they won't right. be disappointed with this particular player. Let me put it that way. Every once in a while on this podcast, we will occasionally just to balance the scales of justice, objectify male athletes Yes, and only. You, you should absolutely do that. I must maintain, a man must have a code. And my code is, uh, I just don't, you know, just out yeah. of complete respect. But if I did. Respectfully, respectfully. Now, I will say, I will say, I'm very excited that we're going to the All-Star game because the Home Run Derby, as a casual baseball fan, is pretty much when I start paying attention. Yeah, you know, it's I, fun. I, 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 I dive in, look at the dongs, and then, like, my <laughs> earliest baseball memory. <laughs> what? Wait, I mean, it, I get what I, and what? as a baseball fan, I get what you're saying. But dive in and look at the dongs was a, was a choice. I, um, like, I feel like you could have said dingers, what? and it, there wouldn't have been any confusion. I feel like you could have said moonshots, and I don't think anyone would have been confused. But dive in and look at the dongs was a choice. So I'm going to say this, Katie, because this is now a, like a two-day exercise with Brandon, where <laughs> yesterday he spent considerable time trying to convince me that when you'd buy like an athletic case, oh, like an athletic sack to put your sports balls in, Brandon made the case that it is common like like procedure to, to call, call it a, a ball, ball sack? sack. No, Brandon, get out of here. Get <laughs> out of here. You're trolling. <laughs> You're clearly trolling. That is absolutely not normal behavior to call it a ball sack. It is literal. Like literally you are not incorrect, but it is not um, just a, no one's out ball here bag? like, oh, check out LeBron's ball sack. Like nobody's saying that. It depends on what balls are in there, though. What? Like, if he's like, oh, look at that pretty ball in, in LeBron. Is that LeBron's ball sack? That looks like LeBron's ball sack. Look at those See, balls. This, that this feels right. That feels right to you, you <laughs> liar. You out look in my eyes, my sweet eyes, and tell me that you're telling the truth right now because I don't believe you. <laughs> I, I mean, I, ball bag. No, nobody like, say just a bag. What are you talking about? It's just a it's an equipment bag. This Ooh, is all because bit. of this is all because Ballsack Sports was in the news again yesterday, getting What's ESPN that? with the fake tweet. Have you not encountered oh, Ballsack Sports? Oh, Katie? the Twitter accounts that pretends that it's yeah. something else. Yeah, quote graphics and Man, yeah. the energy that goes into that. I'm just like, all right, like, the science. I, I appreciate a good bit of like satire as much as anyone, but that yeah. one's like satire with bad intentions. Yeah, it does feel like you get somebody once, and then I would feel like, all right, let's chill but I, I guess it's you know at its core it teaches us to slow down and double check and confirm your sources which isn't a bad thing i think people in our industry should do that 
And yeah, sometimes take- we don't, we kind of just run with the first thing we see. Cause we're like, imagine if it's this, yes. but it's ESPN, not. ESPN put out a, a statement apologizing, saying basically they got got. And it's not how they the get social- got. Was it bad? Was it a bad one? Oh, so, Mike. So um, I've been so tuned out of everything except baseball. It's crazy. I, it's really cool, though. I, I do crazy. love that we're like breaking this news to you. Dan, like, Dan gets to break sports news to me every day. And I feel like he secretly loves it. Where he's like, do you see this story? Like the Jets quarterback story. He got to tell me that. This oh, morning. Oh, and I was like, what? Oh. Crazy. Oh. And you know, exactly. Kevin Durant what was the got got story? So um, Ballsack Sports put out a tweet with one of the fake, you know, text boxes where they put up a quote from John Morant basically saying, if Michael Jordan was in this era, he would just be another superstar. And Because there's so many other superstars and naming all the other ones. It, it was because Ja did some interview with Taylor Rooks recently where he did say. Shout out that, Taylor Rooks. Shout, shout out. Big ups. But where he did say he would cook Michael Jordan if they played. And, like, he said it in a lot more innocent way than that. And ESPN on um, one of the midday shows ended up running and doing a segment on that fake text. When you say thread. midday shows. Uh, Jacoby was first, hosting. First things first. Uh, our friend, our, our, our good friend David Jacoby was hosting. And, obviously, I did not bring that up to throw any dirt Jacoby's way. We all love him. He is a wonderful man. But the best. It was just, it was just, you know, a tough moment. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, look, there's so much right now. So <laughs> there's much. so much. Who's paying attention to all of it? I feel like everybody knows everything, and I'm like, I know six things. It's. I was, I, I was gonna say the the All Star Game tells me who to pay attention to moving forward. Yeah, that's true. Right? It's just like it's like oh, you get a chance to see everyone, and you're like oh oh, this is great. This is great. Like it's not the Ooh. 1996. Barry Bonds versus Mark McGuire, like home run derby, like that. My my earliest memories of like yeah, but so really what? really loving this shit. Well, but, who like, else is going to be in the home cool. run derby? That's an old Thank recognizable you. name. Yes. That's awesome. It's so awesome. How old is to, he? To, I should know. He's very. He's the old. oldest person to be in the home run derby. Yeah. Going back to the L.A. That. to do it. I love it. That's nice. It's awesome. Yeah. It's perfect. I'm. I'm He's just amazed that Brandon managed yes, to show restraint with the last name Pujols and not do anything oh, with that God. one, considering his recent stretch. <laughs> this, Pujols is, is 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 that thing. Ball sack is an actual. I'm not even gonna. Don't what, even. Please don't bring it back up. Yeah. Because no. I had forgotten. Okay. okay. Um, Katie, before I like engage in more bullshit with you, because you did like were kind enough to prepare for this podcast and actually yes. look at stuff. Like, Thank yeah. You. What do you need? Well, I would say this because Brandon just brought it up and like for a lot of people who I'd imagine there's a fair amount of cat, like I don't imagine people are coming to Gojo for a lot of hardcore baseball news all the time because mostly we talk about baseball when you're on the show with us, but um, it is like a good opportunity. I always said like we joked the other day, the all-star game needs to find creative ways to use Shohei Atani and Mike Trout because we're never going to see them in October at the rate that the Angels are going. I really want to. Shohei is magical. He's is he like magical for someone who lives it up close and personal now the way you do? Because Katie, I feel like the national media has not done as much with the Shohei experience this year. Like he's an all star as a pitcher and a hitter again this year, but it doesn't have that same like big push that it did last year. Even though by certain metrics, a, I've seen he's playing even better. In there was sports. a little bit of a controversy in the sense that Jordan Alvarez is killing the ball uh for the Astros he's the by far and away the best DH in the league right now and he what he lost it 
the starting position to Shohei Otani. I think that's why there hasn't been as much of a a push specifically this way. Um, but yeah, I, he is the the, and I don't mean this in like a physical, like cute, like it, he's like the sweetest and the most nasty at everything. Like watching him stand in the batter's box, I'm like, you look like a doll. You look like a an action figure baseball player. He's got like perf- this perfect posture. Yes, he's that's it. Just, and he does watching his face. Something about his face and the way it emotes when he's pitching or when he's so like if he um if he fouls the ball off, he'll like turn to those fans and try to yell heads up. He's like he like you know what I mean? Wow. It's that it's the, yeah. he does these sweet little like hey watch out to people in the middle of pitching a filthy game like it's wild and watching him in the games where he pitches and obviously also hits which they had to make a rule for him specifically the Otani rule that if he were to come out as the pitcher he can stay in I believe is the rule as the DH wow. he um watching him like strike somebody out to end an inning and then right away like lead off the next inning and hit a home run and you're like what how are you even mentally switching that quickly forget the like muscle memory of like you kind of got in a groove of doing this with your arm and now you have to do this with your arm and it's a completely different man i don't know he's and he's just so sweet he's just so sweet I, I, he's the only person, and granted, my sample size of baseball is much smaller than yours and others, but and mine is much smaller than other people's. So, like, who cares? But every time he hits the like, he hits the ball like truly hard. Like Spencer Hall used to do like a running thread of Shohei Otani tweets Spencer last Hall. year. Big shout out, Spencer always. Hall, friend of the program. And that he would always retweet the Shohei Otani home runs with these like grotesque captions about how he was trying to send every ball back to the god of its choosing <laughs> or to the hell of its making. <laughs> and it really is. His bat contact sounds like in Super Smash Brothers <sighs> when you would get the baseball bat as a weapon and you'd get that pure contact on somebody. That's Shohei <laughs> every fucking time, and it's insane. Yeah, it is. Um, it's always been like top 10 sounds, that noise. That specific Ooh, noise, that but like in my life it. now, I'm like I'm 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 a dork about it again. Where I'm like, you hear it and you're just like, it's music. It just like you feel it in your bones. Where you're like, that was correct. That was yes. exactly correct. Every yes. force combined to correctly do the thing, and then it just goes. Yes. Oh. I just start golfing. Oh. That sound is that you hear that sound when from the when you're golfing as well. That that and you just oh yeah yeah oh, yeah. You just know it's like oh that's going somewhere. I you made take contact. A little bit of turf with you. Oh, yes, man. smooth. But uh, like, Katie, from the outside yes. looking in, how pissed is Mike? <laughs> how, how pissed is Mike Trout about what? How nasty he is, and how, uh, how yeah, how great Joel Tani is. I, I look. I, I. Uh, so here's my me admitting to being a, bad at this job, and I'll admit this one part, and that's it. <laughs> is that I've met I met Mike Trout when he started. Um, it was, I don't want to, I don't know if it was his first year. It was 2013, I want to say. And so it wasn't his first, that wasn't his first season. Right. But it was early-ish and he, uh, came with his, I feel like he brought his parents. He did, uh, crowd goes wild. And I feel like his parents might've been Regis Philbin fans. So I feel like they might've come with him. He was so sweet. He was so quiet, so nice. Uh, and then he's this massive superstar. 
So the first game we did was an Angels game. And the first game, I don't even know if I knew enough to be terrified. By the second game, I was terrified. But the first game, I was still a little like, I don't, like, Heidi sat down on the bench. Heidi Watney, our um, field reporter, sat down on the bench of one of the team, in one of the team's dugouts, like three hours before the game starts, when we're there waiting to do interviews. And I looked at, like, I was like, we can do that? We can sit on their bench? That's a lot. <laughs> like, I, I was like, that doesn't feel like you should be allowed to do that. Right. That was the energy I was bringing in. Trout came out to do an interview with Heidi. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I'm like, do I say, like, hey? Or am I like, he doesn't. I'll just do this later. We're going to have plenty of Angels games this season. And then Heidi, when he, when he left the interview, he walked by and he was like, hey, Katie, and went back into the dugout. He asked Heidi, he was like, I think I know her. And she gave him the information. Wow. But he still, he was like, hey. And I was like, hi. Then we did three more Angels games and I still didn't have the guts no! to just walk up to him and be like, hello. I feel it's like high, before Mike. the game, when they're taking batting practice, when they're like fielding ground ball, like it's, I feel very intrusive. I know it's the time that you're supposed to go talk to them. I feel so intrusive being like, hey, do you, can we talk about you? But can you do it to me? Can you tell me <laughs> things? Can you answer my annoying questions? Can I pretend to be your friend? I'm not your friend. I'd like to be. I'm going to be friendly. I don't know what to do. It's a very weird vibe. It, but like you said, especially when you only have one point of contact at the beginning, yes. because like eventually you have those relationships. But I did a similar thing this past weekend, and it's doubly weird for me because like Mike Trout is relatively our like our age at this point, right? Like Mike Trout is Mike Trout is thirty, so he's in his thirties, which means like. I identify him like spiritually as like a peer age range wise. Yeah. But he's also like, there's so many athletes that are younger than us now. And I still find myself because they are like professionals in this sport approaching them differently. I was at an O-line summit. So again, not even guys that are super well known this last weekend. And Trey Smith was an awesome rookie guard for the Kansas City Chiefs. Wonderful kid out of Tennessee who had like blood clotting issues that dropped his draft stock. He ended up getting to go out there as an undrafted guy. Started the whole, like it was awesome. Awesome and story. this last year when I was tweeting about anime like a dumbass, like I always do, he DM'd me and recommended like five different anime series that he had been watching that he was psyched about. And that was the only interaction that we've ever had. And so we're at this O-line summit and he's getting like conversations with Hall of Famers that he's having and these guys that are actually going to be useful to him. And I'm standing around like, all right, well, like when's a good time to like thank him for the anime recommendations that I still haven't actually watched yet? Like, oh, that's, how do a, I go that's about a tough layer this? too, where you're like, I haven't even watched one of them. Ah, that was the worst yeah. part. I had nothing to, I had yeah. nothing to follow up with. I had that one interaction. And so I like sheepishly did it at the end. And I'm like, this kid's 23 yeah. or 24 years old. Like, why am I tap dancing around? Be to the play adult gym? in the room. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's, it's, yeah. No, I become a nervous wreck. I'm like, I'm sorry, am I in the way? Anytime anyone approaches me or says my name when I'm standing on the field, I go, should I move? Am I in the wrong spot? Like, I'm, <laughs> it's just very scary. I know I'm going to like take a ball off the back of my head at some point because I'm just not, I'm so overwhelmed by how much there is to like do and see uh, that it's, I'll, I'll get better at it. But like, I'm not good at that yet. I'm I not good at walking up to the players and like, tell me about the day. I don't think any of us are like uh, Mike. Mike just left Kyle Rudolph's house and 
didn't ask Kyle to be on the podcast because he's a friend our of friend, ours. Our friend, who's right. been, our friend who's been a long time NFL tight end. He's played a tight yes. end in the NFL for like a decade. Yeah, and like, but it's but it's true. Like we don't we don't want to bother. Wait, how long have you been friends with? You were friends with him before he got. Oh, we were like we were. Yeah. We all came Your in boys. the same class yeah. at Notre Dame right. together. Went right. to college together. Was my roommate for three years. Like, well, yeah, that's you should have asked him though. But it was like. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying that, like, no, there is that. a level. You brought of, this up clearly. You want to talk about it? It was on there's your a, mind. There's a level of like human nature that we like to bring to this whole thing. We're like, uh, we don't know if that person like ate the wrong thing before this conversation. Oh, yeah. Like, well, yeah, I'm sure. gonna let them go. Like, right, Marcus right. Freeman, very handsome, new head coach, black dude, love it. All of the things I saw him at God, at uh, Gullick's family golfing event recently. I let him live. I didn't bother mm. him. I let him, mm. just let him, you know. Oh, Rob Ryan at an airport once because oh, I had made you? my whole bit Rob Ryan. And then yes. I saw him and I was like, I, what am I going to say? What do you even say? He was with his wife. I'm like, what am I going to, what if she doesn't like the bit? <laughs> what right. if he doesn't remember the bit? And then I've acknowledged the bit. And now everybody thinks right. I'm hitting on this guy. Like I, uh, what do I even say? And so I just sat and watched him. If at any point he had turned in my direction, he would have been like, that girl's staring at us. <laughs> but I was like, no, if we accidentally make eye contact, I'll see like, hey, give him like an eyebrow and see if he reacts. And then uh, and then he never looked that way. Thank God. And um, oh. and I watched him get on that plane. Oh, you hate to see him leave. But <laughs> well, you love to watch him walk love away. Love to watch him walk away. <laughs> is, he the mo- is he the most famous person you've passed up saying hi to in public? Ooh. Ooh. You know, I, I, there's probably others. But I will say I forced it the year that I coached the uh, Celebrity All-Star Game, which I still can't believe anyone let me do. I I, lost uh, every second of that, Katie. It's amazing. I'm an idiot. And I was so stressed out that whole time. But I also forced social relationships. Uh, Like I (laughs) ran into Justin Bieber or something to the point where he finally turned around and was like, can you stop? And I was like, fuck, I have to leave. I have to leave and never leave my house again. Because it's one of those moments where you're like, I knew I was doing that. I knew I was doing that. But I also, part of me was like, you can't not have a conversation with Justin Bieber when you're next to Justin Bieber. And I had no jumping off point. So I think I like told him to move or something. And then he looked at me like, why are you being mean? And I was like, because I wanted to, because I had to interact with you quickly. You, were, you resorted to like middle school, you resorted yeah, like, to like middle school crush tactics. Yeah, sorry. It just felt wrong of me to not get you to say, and you being mean is actually perfectly in line with the experience that we should have. And so let's, let's both thank you so much. You should have turned to him after that and been like, is it too late now to say sorry? Uh, Oh, wow. I should have, I shouldn't have had I done that. I feel like he would have been like, get, he would have had me removed. (laughs) That's what he calls security. His own special security that I'm certain he has. Well, I, I, I say all that. I was just wanted to say that when we get there at baseball and at the All-Star Weekend, I'm mm. going to feel that I shouldn't be here at all, but I'm going to channel. No, I'm going to channel like a rapper because like rappers always seem to be comfortable wherever they are and like just yeah, like doing a lot true. of things. It's like, oh, uh, I didn't know you could put your feet up on that desk while someone was there talking on the mic. Like I want to be like that level of comfortable, like Drewski. Okay. Like I, I want to just kind of like. Just like I'm supposed to be here. Look at these credentials. And yeah. uh, until I somebody, do. I want somebody to tell me to like bring it down. Like I want Mike to be like, "Hey, Brandon, I, I get this a bit, but like just let's let's rein it in." I, I did. I have a funny a feeling he will do that. <laughs> like I, pretty much right away, he's gonna be like, yeah, "Hey, can't dude, wait. cut it." Yeah, stop asking everyone if they're excited to see dongs tonight. 
Jeez Louise, you are going to do that. It's just going to be constant dongs. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And now that the Boston Celtics have slayed the boogeyman in the Miami Heat, Boston fans, we feel a little bit more confident about the situation. You can decide right now, and if you're new to DraftKings, you can also check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All Can I tell you the people I want you to look out for and to like? Yes, Ooh, absolutely. Please. Okay, so uh, the starting catcher for the American League is Alejandro Kirk. He's uh, from the Blue Jays. He is um, awesome. Uh, I feel like Gojo, I, I know you a little bit better than Brandon, so I feel like I'm more confident in saying to you, this is going to be a player that you like. Um, he's from Tijuana, Mexico, and Ooh. he's... Uh, He's a sturdy boy, but he hustles. He has great at bats. Like he'll foul off six pitches and then end up getting a walk. Like he, uh, he's great and he can fucking bang. So you should definitely watch Alejandro. You had me at sturdy boy. Yeah. You're going to like him a lot. Um, Obviously Vladdy Jr. Jose Altuve is a starting second baseman. You know who that is. Rafael Devers. He's from the Red Sox. And he uh, keeps a cheek full of uh, gum mm. <clears throat> for the whole game. And it is like the heftiest cheek you've ever seen. Um, and he's also absolutely disgusting at baseball. But actually, I think he might be hurt. I haven't checked in on this, but I, the, they played the Yankees this weekend and he left one of the games. So I got to check in on that. But he rules. And the other third baseman, so if you were to not start, the other third baseman is Jose Ramirez from Cleveland, from the Guardians. Don't forget. Yes, Cleveland they're Guardians. The Guardians. Um, I still, I don't know. I don't like the logo. I feel like people do. I am not into it. It feels very much like... Um... Like one of those, like a like from like a video game that you would buy for like your iPhone. Yeah, yeah, that's a really okay. good description. Yeah, because like it's like it's like it's not one D, but it looks yes. it's like a cartoonish three D almost. Right. I don't know. It's a. I, I was gonna say I like Disney Disney Channel lo- team logos, like mm. when you're like watching Disney Channel and like this middle school team is playing, and it's like, oh, look at this G. Yeah, yeah. You know, like those those saying. sharp lines. It does look like that. Yeah. Um, it's a Tim Anderson. You know who Tim Anderson is, right? Oh, yeah. From the White oh, Sox. Tim An- yeah, Tim Anderson yeah. is a confirmed blast. That guy should be everyone's like one of everyone's favorite players. Aaron Judge was the top vote getter uh, in the American League, so he'll be there. Why is he in the home run derby? Um, I don't know because he's uh, got to maybe hit free agency and doesn't want to get hurt. Okay. Um, 
which I think is fair. And also his regular season is a home run derby. I mean, he just is constantly mm. hitting home runs. So that could have something to do with it. Um, Mike Trout, close personal friend of mine. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton and Shohei, who obviously you love and know in the national league. I haven't interacted with as much Nash as many national league teams, but Mookie Betts, uh, for the Dodgers is starting and, you know, some of us loved him so much that it, it ruined their relationship with baseball for a couple years. Um, Katie, I will still say great and wonderful. I just recently went to my first Dodgers game as someone living in Los Angeles and they were playing the Chicago Cubs. And I got there at the very beginning. I'm like, oh, man, like, you know, I'd seen Mookie out with like Sweetie from she was throwing the first pitch. And I was like, oh, man, like Mookie Betts, like among the stars where he belongs. And I'm like, I hope he does a baseball thing today. And sure as shit, the second pitch that he saw, he absolutely hammered into the left field or over left the left field wall. And I was like, oh, okay, that's right. This is why everyone loves this guy because he's worth the price of admission. He had like a slow April and I saw people being like, was is Mookie worth it? Is Mookie a fluke or fluky Mookie? And then uh, in May, he was like, shut up and um, absolutely destroyed uh, the baseball. My favorite thing he's done this season, uh, one of his starting pitchers had a, um, had a no hitter through, gosh, I wish I remembered, a, lo- a late inning and there was a hit to right field where he was playing and he was nowhere near it. There was no chance he was going to get it. And he dove for it. And it was the sweetest of like, That's even dope. afterwards, the, the pitcher was like, uh, thanks. There was no way he were going to get that, but it was a nice gesture. Uh, I love that. I miss Mookie so much. I miss him so much. He He's just old. seems so effortlessly like and cool and charming yes. and He's like a bowler, like an incredible bowler. Um, yeah, he's just that's a, quietly up there on my list of things that like makes me go, Oh, that person's like an elite level athlete. Yeah, and all of and, a sudden you're a guy that consistently true. bowls like over 220. And it's one of those skills where like, oh, that's useful. That's a social sport. That's a thing that like if you can just sneaky be good at this, that's respect to you for that. So respect to him for that. And I wish him all the best in his life. <laughs> Um, Trey Turner is the starting shortstop. I think that's a, that was a home that feels like a hometown pick to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ronald Acuna Jr. from the Braves, he last year tore his ACL, and so he didn't get to be with them for like the World Series push and eventual win. Um, and he's back now, and he's a joy to watch. Watching him play baseball, he just looks like he's having so much fun and is so like intensely into it. Um, it's very, very fun. So you'll like him a lot. Jock Peterson is also a, a wonderful person um, with a wonderful story. So I like that he's there. I know a lot of people are like, what? But I like that he's there. Um, who else do I have to tell you to? CJ Cron from the uh, Rockies. He's a, a reserve. He was a guy that last year at the trade deadline, every article was like, it's not like this guy's a piece of your long-term future. So let's deal him and get something in return. And partially that's because the Rockies have a history of like not doing anything and their fans are rightfully frustrated, but it was funny to see when we did a Rockies game this year, which by the way, there, it was, there were no runs into extras. It it was the only like in Colorado where it's like hit. Everything's a hit. Everything's a home run. Uh, I didn't see a single home run when I went to Colorado and it was like a zero zero game for lots of the game. But he was on like a, a, I don't know, something crazy, like a 15 game home hitting streak. 
And I was like, man, I love that for a guy that they were like, this isn't he's not a long term part of our future to be like, mm. I'm making this my house and I'm going to make it worth coming to see because I'm going to get hits all the time. Uh, so he's having a great season and I'm happy to see that he's there. Um, um, who else? Xander Bogarts, he's a mm. reserve and he's just um, probably somebody that the Red Sox are probably going to get rid of. Uh, I'm just resigned myself to accept that because that way, if they don't, I'll just be pleasantly surprised instead of uh, absolutely crushed when they get rid of him because I think that they're going to keep him. So <clears throat> he's great. Jose Ramirez is who I was telling you about on the Guardians. He's so nasty that when we saw the guardians play, I was like, this guy should be MVP just because like, obviously Aaron judge is going to probably be AL MVP, but like Jose Ramirez with runners in scoring position just hits another level. He was like reliably scoring runs. He's like aggressive on the base path. He wears a necklace, a, ch a chain necklace that has a, 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 the pendant is a picture of himself. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. He's the man and I love him and he's so good. And he was like in all, a bunch of statistical categories. He was like far and away above his own team. And there's one of those crazy baseball stats is like, if you took, if you made an, a team entirely of this player, if you took nine of this player, like what would the team's record be or whatever? And the record was like significantly better. They were like second in their division. Like he, if you had nine Jose Ramirez, He's a sweetie, and I want you to like him a lot. Because I do appreciate that someone basically tried to quantify what like Stu Gotts just burps out of his <laughs> mouth. Like it's if you had a team of Al there are like if you want to find a possibility in baseball, somebody's probably already found it and can show the math, and you can either check it or just trust it. And uh, it's that part of it's kind of fascinating. Um, who else? Who else is like a must? A must see. Um, Obviously, uh, Miguel Cabrera and Albert Pujols, we already said, those are the legacy picks for the yes. two leagues. Miguel Cabrera, this is his 20th season. And he, uh, I don't know if he still is, but when we did the Tigers, which is like maybe three weeks ago, four weeks ago, whatever week, the week before, week after I was stuck at the airport, feels like three weeks ago, um, he was leading the team in hits. He was like the, the lead. He was not supposed to be the guy leading the Tigers. And part of that it shows is chosen their record. But he's um, very old and um, very good still. And he's that's crazy old. to me. <laughs> I mean, old for a baseball player, not for the earth. <laughs> I old just love baseball. how. Oh, how, just the best just story. The best oh. story. Uh, Wilson Contreras is the starting catcher for the National League. And because Bryce Harper, who was voted in as the starting DH, but he's hurt, his thumb is not dislocated, shattered, fractured. Man, these Bad are the thumb. things Kirk Jin would know. But it's, something's wrong with his thumb, so he's out. And so William Contreras from the Braves, his brother, is going to start. And this is the first time since 1992 that two brothers started in the that's right uh, in the uh all-star game nice. do you know do you know who those two brothers were Ooh, Ooh first time mm. There's it's no okay way. if you don't because I, I have no idea it's sandy and roberto alomar oh. and then once you hear that you're like oh yeah that clicks i remember that i was gonna say give me their last name would you have given me sandy and roberto because see i didn't want to put you in a position where i say the alomars and you go hmm 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 so that was me helping you. Thank you. Um, 
Pitchers. Okay, guys, I have a couple pitchers I have to tell you about. Let's go. Um, Shane McClanahan, I haven't seen him pitch yet, but he is uh, filthy. And you should – I think he's going to be the starting pitcher for the American League. He's from Tampa Bay. He plays for Tampa Bay. Sorry, he's not from Tampa Bay. He plays <laughs> for the, the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, and he's great to him. He's actually from Baltimore. Thank you. Alec Ooh, Manoa. Nice. Alec Manoa is a pitcher from the Blue Jays. This is his second, I want to say, season. He technically – I think he has now three pitches, but his a main criticism of him is, is that he's like he's a two pitch pitcher. But his two pitches, his forcing fastball and his slider, are nasty. His slider does it's like uh, you know sometimes when people are like, man, that's a filthy pitch, and then you watch the video and you're like, I don't understand what they're seeing. Uh, I don't under yeah. like one like yes, I said, one of the things the I'm trying to get good at is yes. like, is that a slider or a cutter, and how do people notice mm. right away? His slider is one of those ones that you don't need any explanation for. You watch video oh, of his yeah. slider and it does that thing where it like swan dives, but mm-hmm. on a tilted axis and it just dives. It's gorgeous. And I love it. Um, Almost like a beautiful uh, curve with a bowling ball. You're like, mm-hmm, you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? When they come in, it's yep, like, Mookie oh, knows right what you're then, talking about. Dang. Yeah, exactly. And also a thing I love about him is that he, uh, I'm pretty sure learned the, the grip that he has for that pitch from like combining two pitchers that he likes. He watched them on YouTube and like took the grip from one and like the position of the ball from the other and like turned it into this pitch. And I love anybody wow. that admits like, love I don't that. know. I watched a bunch of YouTube videos cause they had, he lost a season in the pandemic, the minor league season. It's another crazy thing yeah. about a lot of these young guys is the minor league season in 2020 was completely canceled. And so they were, Damn. you know, a lot of them went to facilities and stuff, but Manoa was one of the the people who I think if I'm getting this right, had like a, like made himself a gym, like basically like gave himself yeah. a place. And then obviously went on YouTube and watched videos and taught himself certain pitches. So I love That's that. Amazing. Any story like that. Best thing about Alec Manoa that I think you guys will really appreciate is on his throwing arm. He has a tattoo. Now the tattoo, it's going to be hard for an audio medium, but the tattoo is um, so like around the top of his forearm picture. Uh-huh. Is, um, it is Jesus, um, you know, on the cross. Okay. And the, you, so you see his, uh, like his bot, his head, right. And you see the left, the right side of the cross and then the, his arm extends. And as Jesus's arm extends, it becomes his hand. No. Hand. no. And he got, does, so he, does he have the, does he have the, no, the nail? No, he does not. I, I asked oh. the same question. If he had a nail, uh, through the center of his hand. Uh, I also think that there's like been arguments that, uh, scientifically it wouldn't have made sense for them to put it through his hand and that it probably went through his wrist more wrist. likely. Yeah. So I think maybe I can check the tattoo again, but I wonder if there's like a nail in there. Either way. Wild! How he's, wild is that? He's got a Jesus hand. So when he throws, it's not him throwing. That's Jesus. Oh, Jesus man. is pitching, <laughs> and it also because I am who I am, immediately makes me wonder what yeah. he does. He can't masturbate. Oh, he can't. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. You'd be looking right at his face. Yeah, or oh, the right technique the other hand too. The other hand because it's like someone else. But I don't know. That seems yeah. That seems problematic. Wild. It just oh, seems man. like as soon as you get that tattoo, my second thought is like, uh-oh. Oh, buddy, you better, there goes you better that. not. Maybe like he never I don't want to get too deep into this. I'll say maybe like, he's like oh. a guy that uses the external. I don't want to get into this. I really oh, don't. Oh, yeah, he's a flashlight like, guy. Pringles can guy. That oh, makes sense. stop it. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. Like, 
but like you have to be religious enough to like believe in Jesus to an extent oh, yeah. where doing that with Jesus is a part of your hand. Although on the plus side of this, every time he gets behind a car, he can softly mutter to himself, Jesus, take, take the, the wheel. wheel. Yeah, that's a great mm. point. Mm. Even, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a great point. Also, More pictures. Okay. What? No, go. What do you have? <laughs> what? <laughs> Burpee. I'm actually like, hold on, wait, I have to look Google this it. up now. And I don't even know it. if it's like, I saw it in the I've Reddit. So I'm diving before. into, I dive into the team Reddits and that's where I saw it. And I was like, man, oh, nice. this is no. wild. This is a you wild can. tattoo. You're broadcasting you can, you can. like Reddit news? No, but that's where I get like a better, more honest sense of okay. how the fans feel about. Like and obviously you take it all with a great, grain of salt, but you're going to see people write things that other people aren't going to be able to write in an article. Yeah. So that makes and you can sense. clean it up. Yeah. yeah, it gives me a sense of where they're at, so that I can figure out how to then communicate that, or like look for the stats that make that point, so that I don't have to say the point. Oh wow! Oh, you know what? And and sure as shit, Reddit is the place that had the picture of this. Yeah. And wow, is it through his wrist? Does he have a, a nail through the wrist? Um. Uh, oh my God, he does! Hell yeah, I love that. He does. I mean, hell yeah is probably the wrong thing to say there. That's heavens, so metal. heavens, yes. Heavens, yes. Heavens, it's yes. so metal. But like also, and, and again, not to like dive too far back down the conversation we're not going to have, but like based on the angle of Jesus's head, yeah. it would be a really problematic activity mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. you to do because it'd be like, mm-hmm. you know. It, he'd be a just, part of it. Yeah, he'd be. You'd have you to leave room make... for him like an old middle school dance. <laughs> we're saying all this stuff and he's probably a masturbation virgin anyways. <laughs> So, oh, I thought you were gonna uh, be like, and he's probably just out here liking that, like just doesn't care at all. That's why he got the tattoo. <laughs> Maybe he only does it blindfolded. Maybe he's right. that could be a thing. Maybe he's yes. already closing his eyes, but I it's just would a, know, and yeah, Jesus would know. Oh. But I guess the argument is that Jesus knows anyway. So that maybe it's yes. just like hiding yes. in plain sight. We could talk about this for hours, yeah. but instead, let's talk about Martin Perez, who is a starting pitcher for the Rangers. He pitched a complete game shutout this year. And it was the game that we went to. It was against Houston. um, My favorite of the destinations. And uh, it was so impressive to watch in person in 108 pitches, complete game shutout. Uh, I was going to ask you, are you enjoying a shutout game at this point? I mean, obviously you're already a baseball fan, but I I didn't, um, I didn't understand it, but there was a point in the game where I think it was like, I think it was, and I'm gonna, I'm making this up. I should be checking the facts, but it was the last batter, and there were guys on base, and it was like this was the last out, and it felt almost like if it were any other situation, if it were another inning, you'd probably take this guy out now, put somebody else in. But um, Woody, the the uh, manager of the Rangers, left him in, and he got the out, and it was one of it was like number two moment of the season so far where it was just like this was a guy that they he had said before the game because we asked like how do you feel about Perez and he said we knew we didn't know what we were getting with this guy he was like we thought like he's he'll be solid he's got experience uh and he said once he came here and we watched him he loves being on the mound he lives for those high pressure moments like talking to him about the game and his mental approach. And so we went into the game knowing that. And so then having it paid off with that moment where the manager got to be like, I, you got this stay in and you got this uh, and letting him finish it. It was absolutely awesome. Um, So he's great. And I don't know, he, 
I was going to give you more stats. He has great command. That's something to pay attention to. There was a game where he threw, or maybe it's this. No, there was a game where he threw that game, 36 changeups. The pitch he threw the most was a changeup. Wow. Which is wild. Normally it's fastball. Uh, although this season fastballs are down guys and junk is up. Really? Yeah. Mm. Because, you know, uh, hitters have adjusted to the speed. They can, you can hit that. Um, but the movement, and another thing that's crazy to me is that the move, the ball moves differently in Colorado because of the altitude. Oh. Uh, so it's like wild to me that pitchers that have to do well there, it's like a completely different, if that's your home stadium, it's like a completely different experience, which is wow. crazy. Like Australian toilets. Exactly like that. Justin Verlander is in the all-star game. He is 30. God, I told you I did my research and then I just didn't. I thought these facts would just come back to me. He's older. Justin he's 39. Berlander. Thank you. He's 39 years old and Damn. he's still awesome. He's pitching really, really well. And so he's in the all-star game. Um, a, a fun fact about that is we got to interview him when we did a game in Houston in game. He was like mic'd up. He wasn't pitching. Oh, I'll go back in a second. Uh, he wasn't pitching. We interviewed him and it was like, don't ask it. Just ask him about baseball. So we all asked a question and Hunter sweet, Hunter Pence, who is the, the nicest and looks at baseball with hearts in his eyes, but just it sometimes doesn't know things that maybe us extremely online people are very familiar with. Oh. He kept calling Justin Verlander a grand wizard of pitching. He said, you're like a grand wizard. And me and Nelly, both Steven Nelson, the play by play, my play by play guy, we're both like, no, 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 no. <laughs> And Justin Verlander was like, I don't know if I'd say grand wizard. And I was like, thank God, thank God, thank God. And then Hunter said, no, no, no. You're like a grand wizard. And I was oh, like, oh. and in the back of my head, I'm like, he doesn't know. He does not have any idea what he's saying right now. But on the other hand, the internet is not going to care. This is oh. like, and I didn't know... I didn't want to jump in and be like, he doesn't know what that means. And I didn't want to like confuse Justin Verlander and make him, and I didn't want to make it a bigger thing. But I, oh my God, as soon as we were in, as soon as the inning ended, I was like, hey, Hunter, just so you know, don't say that ever again. It's, uh, that's like what the uh, high ranking member of the KKK is called. So just yes. get Grand Wizard out of your vocabulary and stop saying it. And yes. his face was just like, am I in trouble? Am I bad? Did oh. I do? And I was like, no, 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 I shouldn't have said anything. Man, I screwed oh, it up in every man. way possible. But every time I see Justin Verlander no. now, I'm Katie, like, oh. he needed to know that. He needed, he needed to, know to know that he was he saying that. And, yes. you, and you delivered it to him in a oh. safe place as a teammate and a friend. That yes. was the right way to do it. You were in the man. right there on that. We would have oh. all wanted to know if we were accidentally dropping clan lingo into a broadcast. Just the like you're going to Google plans. where you're from. They're going to see Texas and you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt. You cannot oh. say that. Yeah. You can't say that. Oh man, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I, I would, I would think it's intentional. Obviously, not yeah, knowing, it, like I would just be like, especially because of the way that he just happened yes. to be like, no, 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 don't be humble. You're yeah. a grand wizard. <laughs> yes, you Woof. should wear white. You're so pure. Uh, You're a grand <laughs> wizard, Harry. Oh, I was like, the dogs, the dogs are barking at the TV. Oh okay. no, um, the racist watchdog. Uh, what else? Who else? Um, he. Oh, this is. I know we've talked about Shohei, but this is his second straight season as both a DH and a pitcher. And no one else has ever done that even once. 
I did enjoy somewhere along the way reading that like everyone was even like, yeah, we did the Babe Ruth thing because we didn't know how else to contextualize mm-hmm. it for people. Like Babe Ruth never did anything close yeah. to this. Babe as a Ruth is like, whoa, batter. this guy is really good. <laughs> um, what else? Who else? Uh, Clay Holmes has a, a, I mean, he's a Yankee, so I'm not going to sit here and, and love on him, but he throws a, a like 98, 99 mile per hour sinker. Oh, what Ooh, the fuck? Damn. Yeah. Which you know it oh. moves and is going fast, so it's right. it's both, and you're not supposed to be both. No, you're supposed to pick one. Like so that's how pretty fast crazy. If it didn't be one. Oh, I don't know. That's a really good question. <laughs> I don't have an answer for you. Um, Sandy Alcantara, he's probably going to be either a starting pitcher, or like one. He's going to be up. He's one of the best pitchers in the league right now, and he plays for the Marlins. So it's like you probably don't even have to do that. But he does, and he's uh, incredible. He's pitched two complete games this season, 130 uh, and a third innings. That's oh an insane God. amount of innings to have pitched uh, at this point in the season. I know you guys know that, but of course, in but case like, you didn't, you know, just for people for people listening that might not know that and you know want yeah. a little bit of understanding about that. Yeah, I can tell by the inflection. That right, a name you might recognize: Corbin Burns from the Brewers won the Cy Young last year, the NL Cy Young. Ooh. This year, his ERA is even lower, um, so he's gonna Damn. he's probably gonna be there. Uh, Tony Gonsolin uh, from the Dodgers. The only thing you need to know about him is uh, well, he's good. He's really good. Uh, he's got cat. He likes cats a lot. So people always Aww. go to that. You know, when somebody okay. makes something their thing, and then everybody yep. does it, so everything's always cat related. Oh, I like to yeah. s- separate myself from that crowd. And what yeah. I do is when I first learned his name, and I needed to remember how to pronounce it, so I didn't say like Gonsoline or something silly. Um, I. I, you know, do you guys are you Sean Paul fans? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sean Paul. So, Shonda Paul, Tony Gonsolin. It fits perfectly. <gasps> and so yes! now you can just yeah, remember that every time oh that you wow. that'll help you. Um yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh Max Freed from the Braves, he's really good. Um, that's all I'm gonna say about that. And um, I feel like those are the ones. I feel like I, those are all the ones. They're everybody's good, guys. It's an all-star game. What do you want? I was like, yeah, I was like, that's everyone, I think. Katie, a brief what? round of applause for you. That was the most comprehensive baseball analysis this podcast know. has ever seen. I don't know, guys. Danzy Swanson should have been the starting shortstop for the National League mm. because he's uh, engaged to Mal Pugh. Oh, wow. From the women's national team. Yeah. Oh, yes. God. And we love Mal Pugh. So shout out Danzy Swanson, the sweetest. He's got sweet flow, the nicest hair. I mean, man, there's great hair. In baseball, have you guys seen you Darvish? Not recently, but more recent than less recent than like the last three weeks because he cut it off again. But he did you have you seen him with his long hair? It's awesome. Let me Google. Oh, oh man, yeah, no, he's got he's got elite lettuce, and like I feel like the best part about being a pitcher with lettuce is you have so much like built-in movement to your game that you get the bounce and you get all the great photos with it in midair oh yeah you know what i can do off the top of my head without any notes is tell you some of my favorite hair across this league bo bichette look up bo bichette he has to dye it it's got to be balayage it is the most beautiful highlights i've ever seen Oh man, the first. By the way, Ooh. you know the first thing you and this could just be the computer listening to me at this point. But when you type in Bo Bichette, the first thing that auto populates is Bo Bichette hair. So yeah, I mean, you once you yeah. see it, oh, you see it. It oh, is, yes. uh, and yes. he does. He's very good at the hand to pull it back and uh, slight shaking of the face. 
Yes. Oh, like, you know, he's got all the really moves. Good at, yeah, very he's really good beautiful at that. brunette. Yes. Um, uh, this is a very different, it's going to be kind of like a hard right turn, but um, Brandon Marsh from the Angels. He's young. He's a left fielder. He's one of my favorite players just because he's so sweet and kind of quiet, but really young, but Ooh. looks really old. Yes. Yes. And he's fantastic. Lumberjack. And he's oh. in left field and nobody really, they don't get enough respect fielding wise. So nobody Doug cares. Doug Dynasty vibes. Him, like yeah, yeah. He looks like point five times Chris Stapleton. Look at that long hair. And then Connor Joe from the Rockies uh, with a mullet. It's, it is, oh. it is so, I don't even know if it's a mullet. I think it might be long all around. It is so silky. Uh, and the reason that he has it, which makes it even better, and immediately the second you know it makes you appreciate it even more. He just like looks more beautiful. Um, uh, beautiful is not a word that I would use, but some have used it, allegedly, uh, is that he had cancer. And then, um, and now oh, he wow. keeps his hair as like a reminder of like, wow. that he has it, you know? Well, that, nice. he, that he kicked it and that he's uh, nasty. So he's got some of my favorite hair too, but Dansby's wow. is is uh is oh nice. Oh my god! Yeah. By the I way, mean, if you're just in Google Images, Colorado Rockies hair, it's, it's, a, it's a good it's a good it's a good image search. What is it? I mean, that's how that's how I got that's how I sure, got. Sure, but what is go, it? But like, I mean, it's just just a lot of. Who knew the Rockies had such good flow uh, left and right, you know, from. Uh, oh, I was picturing that it would be like people with their hair, like shaved into their hair, like the Rockies logo. Oh, no, 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 not, not any uh, no, barbershop. Guys who have good hair anything. from the Rockies. Yeah. Yeah. Strictly right. good Rockies guys hair. Mm. Man, your what MLB else? all-star game preview, courtesy of Katie. Nolan. I, I, as, I, as you say that, I'm like, God, I hope nobody listens to this. Well, look, you, these are the people that I care that. about. These yeah. are the people that I like. These are the people that I find incredibly interesting. It is not to say, this is my little disclaimer, it is not to say that the other guys aren't interesting. Most likely, it's to say that I haven't done a game with their team yet. So I haven't uh, gotten to fully dive into their entire internet hey, history yet. You just waxed poetic for about 15 on Did I? the I entire All-Star roster. Like, I didn't know you were going to do that. Like I, I wish I would have known coming into this that I was going to get like I just overprepared because I didn't want to let you guys down. You never. Let I didn't want down. you guys to ask a question I didn't know the answer to. <laughs> I mean, that is that is the <laughs> most we're going to ask a baseball for... question. Yeah, imagine imagine either you. of us slap dicks. Ugh, you're not right. slap dicks. You're ball sacks. There you go. Um, the I think the incredible thing, the podcast gold. Oh yes, the closest so, I got but... to thinking of what it was. Yeah, so for anyone that's unaware, Katie's now been on this podcast three times. <laughs> After the first appearance that Katie made on this podcast, almost as soon as we were done, she texts me like I you know, was saying, thank you for coming on. And she said, she's like, by the way, I've got something that is podcast gold and we need to do a podcast again soon to talk about it. And when we got back for the second podcast, none of us could remember what it was. Katie had forgotten to write it down, I think. And so after the second podcast, we thought you wrote it down, but apparently now that's in question as well. So what happened was I was racking my brain, like I said I would, for like the next three days being like, what was this stupid thing? Like I didn't forget. I kept trying to think of it. And I wrote down the one I thought of. The, I was like, this feels like it could have been this. But if I have said this to you before, then that's the way we know that it isn't this. But and it. And also, once I thought of it, I was like, that's not really gold. So I don't know why I would have said that. 
but we had been talking about like the um, parts of this job that were like surprising because it was the first time was when it was brand new. And the thing that I realized in the season was that because we are the only exclusive broadcast of the game, if any of the moments in our game were going to be highlights, the official game call would be our call. And so like, if I was in the middle of a conversation about like socks <laughs> and it was on <laughs> sports center and like the people watching are like wanting to be told what's happening. And instead there's just a lady talking about something unrelated to baseball. Um, that terrified me. That's like, when I started why are doing like talk. Yeah. Why well, are their pants so big? Which I still like, haven't maybe, gotten an answer to. You haven't done like, so, cause that's also been the other thing that's been like a part of every conversation we've had and no one's been able to get you to the bottom of that. Yeah. Wow. Nothing about umpire pants. Although I feel like off pod, we had had a conversation where I was like tensions between players and uh, yes. umpires yes. are going to reach a boiling point this year. This has nothing to do with Major League Baseball, but sometimes you'll find that trends that happen in like the lower leagues are mm -hmm. reflective or you'll later see them in the pros. Yep. But right now in like, I guess, local-ish, like not Little League, maybe above Little League or maybe it is Little League, like more local sports, uh, parents are attacking, like physically confronting umps which feels like the culmination of, I'm telling you right now, if you were to boil down where it all comes from, it's putting that strike zone on the TV. Mm. That is yeah. the root of all evil because that yeah. is the moment that we didn't guess that we were better than the umps at knowing what's a strike and what's not. We were told on yeah. a graphic, like that wasn't a strike. And that man said it was a strike. So if that's a costly strike, you get really mad. And rightfully, because mathematically, it should have been a strike. But you forget yeah. that the guy is standing there with the pitch flying at him and has to make that call. And like every now and then they're going to get a couple wrong. So now that baseball has technology coming into it, since they're final, finally acknowledging that like the, the society around baseball has evolved in these ways that we can use in the game to make the game better. Um, now people are saying they want robot umps, which they've been saying for a couple of years, but I think it's reaching a point where like, it's actually going to be talked about and it is used in, uh, I don't know if it's used in AAA, but it's used in like the, yeah. in a ball. Um, yep. And so people are like, we, so it's crazy this year to watch umps like umping for their lives. They're like mm, 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 umping mm. for their jobs right now. And there's entire Twitter accounts that will be like, here's this umps report. I think I've seen them do this Damn. with basketball too, where they're like, this yeah. is the stuff they got wrong. And this is the, and it, it just like tweets out. So you might not even watch the game. You might just be a person with a lot of anger and nowhere to put it. And so you follow this ump account where you then now have like a rap sheet of the worst umps. It's crazy. And in all that pressure, they have to do the job, which is dangerous in itself. We saw one ump this year. I think it was during a Dodgers game. Somebody broke their bat and it went straight back into the ump's yes. mask. Mm. He had to leave the game. Like it's a mm. dangerous gig back there. And I think, you know, people want it to be, I like, I like having umps because I think the thing that we're forgetting is that, once there's no ump, you're not going to be able to like blame anybody. 
Yep. You're mm-hmm. just kind of going to have to like it. I think I mean, we think that sports fans are going to just accept it, but it's like, yeah, I don't think that's how well, we're wired. I, I was, I would always point to like, look at soccer. Like has everyone loved VAR? Because it doesn't seem like no. that's been a really great experience for everyone that's watched that when you put it totally in the hands of, you know, the absolute letter of the law of the call. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think um, sir, I think what they should do is um, take the box off of the screen, first of all. That's my big picture idea. Uh, we'll miss it and it'll be a bummer. But at the same time, it's like, I just don't know. I don't think we should have it. And yeah. then I think they should do like um, you can appeal a certain number to the like the way they do uh, in tennis when the ball like yes. hits the line and they just show really quick. It's like, here it is. The, and then it's next. It's like, you don't right. have to argue. There's no. Um, so I feel like you should be able to do that. I don't know if you'd have to like limit the amount of times because you don't want them doing it too much, but if it's quick enough, it's just like, yeah, that was a strike. Right. Yeah, and also those boxes aren't perfect. Uh, they would have to make them perfect. They always say on True. broadcasts, like this is just a, it's a it's very a- close estimation, but it's not perfect. That's I, what I, I love the idea of sports rolling back all of these things. Like we take away the first down line in football. We take away the box there. And it's like, let's just go back to vibes-based sports. Yeah, A let's go back to vibes. football Football with no helmets. I mean, what's stopping us? Hell yeah. Turn well, that I like umps because I like human error, which is one of the yeah. best parts about baseball, too, is like you got to go make the play or shit the bed. And that's and, what I love know, about football, too. It's like the ref are wrong sometimes. And it's just how the game's played. Like, but as go. with any sport, there's always like one ump, one ref that you're yeah. like, why do I know your name? Like you're right, coming up way too. Yes. It's like you're yeah. coming up way too often. You are main charactering the I, situation. That's like my my like biggest flaw as a sports fan and commentator is I've always said with like as much as I consume reality TV, I'm really bad at keeping up with which famous people are married to or dating each other. And I'm dating sports, Dan Soder. I know. <laughs> He's awesome. I remember, six, baby. I remember texting you very excitedly when he followed me back on Twitter. I was like, oh my God, Dan followed me back. And it was a great day. But I'm also really bad at knowing which referees have been a part of like very offensive and egregious moments in the past. Like I know their names, but I don't know enough about like their crimes against because sport. you don't. Yeah. Cause you haven't had the real life. That's the other thing about sports and working in all of them at once is like, you kind of lose the like ability to be a, for me, like Red Sox fan where like every call that goes against my team, I'm mad about instead of being rational about, or like you just, you you distance yourself in a way as a fan. So I feel like the reason you don't know their names is because you haven't been like personally deeply wronged by them in the way that like Angel Hernandez has personally deeply wronged my team. uh, And that will stay with me. There you go. I have not been personally victimized by the referee version of Katie George or uh, no, it's not Katie George. Katie George does sidelines. for. I have been personally victimized by Regina George. Regina George. That's it. Sorry to Katie. George. Katie is an outstanding job. What's the what's Katie's? name what's katie's last name george in that movie oh not that movie is it stanton no that's elizabeth katie stanton katie that is not the name of a girl from mean girls i'm looking what's at last name? feverishly katie Did you, it's c-a-d-y oh it is katie god damn why boy if my mean girl that's why everybody calls her caddy i am really gonna have nothing left i know Kate, uh katie heron heron katie heron i you know what I thought of that just before you said it, but then because I said Stanton, 
and realized that that was a feminist icon, Elizabeth Cady Stanton, mm. um, I didn't want to swing again, you know? So I just watched that strike. Um, but I knew that. Went down with the bat on our backs. Can I take it? Can I take it left for two seconds and then yeah. five more after that? Sure. I've been wanting to tell a story, not on this podcast. Michelle, my wife, won't listen to me when I tell her certain things. So I was like, I'm save it for someone else who will listen. Talk about human error. Strong Black Lead is Netflix's like black account, right? Okay. Someone Twitter account, from, you're saying? Yes, Twitter account. Someone from that account two weeks ago tweeted, I don't know who needs to hear this, but Mean Girls is on Netflix, right? From Strong Black Lead. Mm -hmm. And then that person uh, corrected themselves and said, this was supposed to come from the Netflix, the, the main Netflix account. Don't y'all start. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yes, someone black behind oh. the, the, the Strong Black Lead Netflix is double duty and sending out Mean Girl tweets from the main Netflix it. account. And, and we're I just love it. And that they're like, don't, yeah, like, like, don't get mad at me. I have yeah. to do that. <laughs> Yeah, I have to send out okay. tweets like that. My bad. Yeah. That's very fun. I like that. That was a the two yeah. seconds. And then the five second one, uh, Mike said he was very excited when Dan followed him back. Uh, and that was, that, that's a big, big thing. I wanted to ask you something because I was listening to uh, DraftKings, Jared Robinson's Baseball is Dead podcast. God, enough in, in about preparation, him. No, but in preparation for the, your interview. So, you know, I was what? trying to get on, oh, I was trying I get to get on my okay, game. Yeah, yeah. You figure, okay, you figure yeah, yeah. deal me? You figure deal me? It's also a good so, podcast. Shout out to that podcast. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to Baseball's Dead. Um, and so on Monday's episode, he said he had a huge announcement, biggest announcements he's ever made. And he announced that Barry Bonds followed him on Instagram. Now, uh -huh. the, the reason that's relevant is for the last five years, Jerry Carabas has had Instagram notifications only for Barry Bonds. And every time he tweets, he comments to him and says, Instagram. you the man, Barry. Right. Every time so, he posts on Instagram, he writes, you the man, Barry, unless it's like Barry. a post that clearly that wouldn't be appropriate. Right. Yes. Yes. He said, yeah, he, he omits the memorial ones that Barry Bonds throws out. What an so, angel. What a sweet, what a yes, sweet boy. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously that's cool. But so I wanted to ask you guys, cause you guys are, you know, you guys are the two famous ones. Okay. What? And I know we know professional athletes are people and stuff like that, but two top follows on social media that you low-key still geek out about like i want to hear this from you guys who like, two, like follows you and you think about it sometimes and are like follow, oh my follows God, I can't you, believe they follow me follows you when it happened it was an oh shit moment and ever since then it's like oh my gosh like oh that person's following me i'll give you i'll give you i'll just give you one because i'm not i don't have two okay mc hammer mc hammer's my oh, guy that's cool that's big really one. cool Big, big one. It, we That's we talked cool. at an airport and it was it was it was a, a good feeling. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, like MC Hammer still following me. So I, I, I love that. Do but, you check uh, every now and then? So, you know, at one point in time I did. I was like, I wonder if he's still and it's okay. I check. I check yeah. mine. And I also check them like through my fingers where I'm like, ah, did I screw it up? Uh, and then you see that they do. And you're like, yes, yes. Who is it? Uh, Mo Salah. From Liverpool. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, when that happened, I was at a, a women's game. You know, they do before they left for the World Cup, they do like a couple games, like yeah, friendlies. Yes. I yes. was at one of the friendlies and I saw it and I like dropped my phone and then like screen grabbed it. And then, of course, freaked out about like, why did I do yes. something? What's happened? What did he see? Um, and then, uh, so Mo Salah. Jimmy Kimmel, because I still am just like, I can DM him. And sometimes I do. That's sometimes I, I just am like, I don't know. It's, 
socially imbibing in some sort of way. And I'll just be like, hey, Jimmy Kimmel, I hope you remember to take a day off every now and then. I just feel like you're working a lot and everybody just needs to slow down sometimes, you know? And then, like, he'll message back, like, good to hear from you. <laughs> like, oh, sick. my God. Sick. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, oh, and then who was the one I was just... I was like, oh, I know three right away. And now I'm like, what was the, who was the third? Go like, you go while I think of it. All right. Um, well, oh, Lil it. Wayne. Sorry, it's Lil Wayne. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. God. He, he follows like not a lot of people. And no. one of them is me. Um, and one of them is Frank Isola. <laughs> That checks out so for I'm some like, reason. The best part about it, you know how they say like you don't have to be the fastest, you just don't you have to not be the slowest. Yeah. Yeah, when you're out running a bear. I, yeah. And I feel like life is a bear. Twitter is a bear that we're all running from. Mm. And like like I'm not the if he starts, you know, getting rid of people and he cuts from the bottom, I'm not the first cut. I feel like Frank Isola might be the first cut. Ooh. So I feel like, I like that's I like having him there with me. I like it's a, it's a minuscule difference. It is a hey. minuscule difference to be clear. And at any point, it's probably we probably have swapped. But uh, Weezy F baby and the F is for Frank Isola. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my, my god! god. Yeah. Infamously famous uh, sports fan, Little yeah. Wayne. So it kind of yeah. kind of checks. And he out. does the he... theme song for that FS1 show. No mercy. Yes. So it might have something to do. Golik, sorry, you go now. Uh, mine are wholly unimpressive. Like, I'm not going to follow that. I want to cut the podcast after Wheezy F Baby and the F is for <laughs> Frank Isola. It's the you perfect. Care, I stole uh, it from myself. I said it during a baseball broadcast, but it's, you know, you didn't know. And so I could have uh, just let that sit. No, that it's, worked. It's, it's, it's the, it's the perfect, it's the perfect out on that one. Cause mine are like dumb offensive linemen. No, who? They well, still matter. You matter to me. They well, one of them was random was Dick Buttkiss when he got on Twitter, who was like an old hard ass NFL linebacker who my buddies in high school used to watch. Dick Buttkiss, of course, that's that's like a that's a legendary. You're followed by somebody legendary, and like when he first got on Twitter, he was like very online and shit talking Aaron Rodgers and doing all this stuff. He was wonderful. Um, the other one, like Cole Swindell, like follows me and like weirdly would like send me a dm during like georgia state football games or oh, georgia southern fun. football games because he went to one of those schools so that that's was kind of cool and then like yeah the one time i did do the thing katie where like i used to check very often the first time yeah. i ever got followed by a famous person was when i was in college at notre dame so like early twitter and lamar woodley was playing for the steelers at the time and they were in the super bowl and he followed me like the beginning of super bowl week and i remember him like what I was like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, why is he doing? Why would you do this? And it was so much so that I DM'd him. I was like, hey, I don't know if you meant to follow me or my dad or not, but good luck oh. in the Super Bowl this oh, weekend. So funny is you do have to have that check down where you're like, yes, Did especially he mean to follow my back. Dad? Well, especially yeah. back then, I was the like Wild a West. reserve mm. offensive lineman yeah. on the Notre Dame football team, and the like, internet was like a nice place where people exchange jokes and ideas. I'm pissed because I remember that. Yes, like I remember terrible. us talking about it and you showing me like, hey, I don't know if you meant to smile my dad. But like, hey, Lamar Woodley, guys. That's so <laughs> cool. Michelle Beadle was my first one when I was oh, like ooh. making YouTube videos and loving oh, this woman nice. and being like, man, I didn't know we could be that on sports TV. And then she followed me and I was like, <gasps> 
And I think I immediately, um, if I recall correctly, the message was like, just so you know, you're my Oprah. Uh, and she like didn't respond. And, um, and so. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I went, I, it, it was early and I didn't know what tact was or how to have it. And so I just kind of like, I love you. And I think she was like, all right, thanks. <laughs> I just thanks. want to squeeze you. I just was following. Like, so I was, then I checked the next four days. Like she's going to leave. As soon as she reads it, she's going to unfollow. So I got to make sure I, if I can make it through a week, then she's going to stick around. But I, I think I might lose her, but I didn't. I feel oh. so vain talking about follows, but I think, you know, our fans, they like a nice uh, acknowledgement, a little like a little retweet. So, you know, it's real, you know. I, I don't. I don't like. Oh that. yeah, just, like this the... is us saying we, we we do this too. Like we are yes. also like, oh my god, yeah. I got a reply from this person. Yes, it's just there's it's all levels. It's all yeah. we you know? we all have our person. Yeah. Just like this show has its person in Katie Nolan. Oh who, stop! What a mediocre addition. person. Katie, thank you for being our Tim Kirkjian. You're wonderful. Everyone, make sure you keep watching Katie on Apple TV Plus Friday Night Baseball. Like she said, she's got the Diamondbacks and the Padres this weekend. We are sad that we won't see her in Los Angeles, but everyone should watch her on their streaming service, on their TV, however they consume it on Friday. Katie, I might still try you. to sneak my way to the All-Star game. I might just do be it. like, hey, dude, Please. get me I want to go so bad. Yes, uh, yes do it. Thanks for having me. You're the best. I love you. Last thing I'll say is if Buck Showalter is your manager, so if you're a New York Mets fan, that man is so sweet and we love him. Okay, you two look me in the eyes. We love him. We love him. I was we leaving his manager Buck. meeting. He put his hand on my back and he said, I see what you're doing. Keep it up. You're doing great. And I, I bawled. I just started mm. bawling my eyes out. We love him. He's a sweet, oh. He's a sweet gentle next. man. And well, I'm not going to say what you said, but, you know, What's, some people feel that way. Yeah. Well, we, of the New Buck. York teams. of If I had to choose two New York teams, I would say, let's go Mets. Okay. So mm. there's that. We always Pro have that. I love Go you guys. Buck. We love you too. And Buck Show Walter. And Buck and Buck Show Walter. Bye. Katie Nolan part three, the uh, third in the trilogy, certainly lived up to the hype here, Brandon. I know we enjoyed getting to parachute in and find out who we should be interested in baseball and also dive into some great hair, which despite how follically challenged 50% of this podcast is, is still something that I think is really worthwhile. I know I, I feel guilty at every, uh, at every big chop I do. I was like, you know what? I should be keeping this hair. I should be I know. just maintenance. I should just be maintenancing it and, and just seeing if it can, if I can get it as long as Samsonite. Is that a, is that the, I think it's just Samson. Okay. Swimmy, Swami, Samsonite. Samsonite. I was way off. Oh, <laughs> uh, but Brandon, you know what's not way off? It's one of the most important things that we do around here. It's actually right here, right now. Brandon, do you know what time it is? Of course. It's time for this, that, and the third. Yeah. All right, like uh, probably B, B minus work, I'd say. How do you feel about that? I think, as always, you're generous. Yeah, it's, I was gonna. My initially, I was gonna say C plus, but I was like, that feels kind of mean. Like you know, the, no, there no, was effort. No. There was effort there. You took the nope. long pause. Nope. 
I, 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 I had a bunch of notes coming into it uh, from our audience. Michelle told me a specific tune to jingle to, to pull out for it. It was perfect. I didn't have it. So went back to went back to freestyling a song. Damn. Pull out game weak as hell. Man. Shout out to shout out to my second son, second born child. Brandon, let's get to this. <laughs> and shout shout out shout out to your second and your firstborn child and your yes. wife who are all wonderful. Yes, 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 even yes, though they're connected to that joke. Um not a joke. <laughs> Uh, Nick Saban, the Alabama Crimson Tide's many-time national championship winning head coach, appeared on one of his former quarterbacks' uh, podcast, Greg McElroy and the Always College Football Podcast, brought Nick Saban on to talk about conference realignment. And the beautiful part of uh, Nick Saban's never been bashful in front of the mic, as we know, Brandon, but as he's gotten older, he's now 70 years old, he's been at this for a long time Ooh. in Bama, he's pretty willing to let you know what he thinks on a variety of college football subjects. We've heard him weigh in on NIL. We saw the beef that he started with Jimbo Fisher not too long ago, but he talked about conference realignment on this latest podcast and really said that he thinks the mega conferences are here to stay in college sports he said, you know, looking back at the things that we are, he believes that we are going to lose on this, he hearkened back to the Oklahoma-Nebraska series that was lost when the Cornhuskers went for the Big 12, and he said, quote, I think we're going to deal with it in a greater capacity than ever before because I think mega conferences are probably here to stay. Market share, there's a lot of that involved into why we're doing what we're doing. And it's not quite Lane Kiffin levels of honesty, but at this point, what does it matter to Nick Saban? He is at the point where he sits up here, his team is going to be one of the two, three teams we talk about able to win a title every year so long as he is at the helm on that. And he could still, in his mind, I'm sure, honestly assess the sport that he probably you know, certainly grew up around that has changed very different and may still enjoy in some of those old ways that a lot of fans of his age probably enjoy it. So he gets to have his cake and eat it too on a lot of these conferences, uh, on a lot of these conversations. But in this one, it's a pretty clear assessment from the guy who's going to be leading the charge on all this. I mean, to the point where I'm afraid that he might be the one czar over these two mega conferences that are in the future for college football. I feel like he's positioning himself to be the, the one person who knows exactly what college football should do and what how to set the market share or the market price. I don't know if you guys have ever uh, graduated to a bigger seafood place and then you just see that MP next to the big fish or next to the lobster or the the sa uh, salmon is like, what is this? I was like, oh, that's the market price. It changes by the day. It's like, oh, oh, okay. Like I, I didn't. So when do I find out how much it costs? Oh, after the the rights deal is over. So this is what college football is basically is like. After the TV deal is done, then you figure out how much you got to pay. And Nick Saban seems to be uh, at the helm of all. He's like the grand grand wizard. Oh, dare no. I say? Oh no. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, whatever. You, and it's interesting. I've never heard his name bannered about. You always hear Greg Sankey or one of those types where people would mm. say the commissioner of college football. But there's nothing that says that Nick Saban, once he ends his time at Alabama as the head coach, whenever that is, if it ever is, I have stopped believing that day will ever come. I just figure right. he is going to rule us with an iron fist for the rest of his life. But 
you know, when he talks about Brandon, the loss of competitive balance, all that stuff, it's it's all stuff that I probably believe in my heart of hearts hasn't been there in quite a while in college football based on the Man. way that the sport has gone. But Based it, on just, him. Well, yes, I say he has been the thing that has tilted competitive balance for the last decade in this sport, but hearing him say it out loud, you know, and I always, one thing, we kind of knew what was going to happen because, like you said, with market price, NIL happened. It got dumped in our lap. It was here. It was all that change all at once. This super conference talk has sort of started coming slowly. And the fact that someone like Nick Saban has already basically looked around and said, yeah, this is going to happen, should be a reminder to everybody to not get too comfortable with where your feet are in the current time in college football. Um, Brandon, let's get to that, though. Uh, That was very interesting content from Tiger Woods. Uh mm-hmm. they're getting ready uh for the at the Open Championship, the old course at St Andrews. Tiger and company out there getting some rounds in early in the week, getting ready to go for that. And while certainly a ton of focus is going to be on Tiger Woods, his health, this will be just the third um, tournament that he's played since coming back from that horrific car crash. And we've seen, you know, up and down based on what he can do physically at this point. But uh what Tiger could do with the tongue was on full display talking about the Live Ooh. Golf Tour here. He said... With that mouth to Tiger. Mm-hmm. And when he was asked about high-profile players like Bryson DeChambeau, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, and obviously Greg Norman at the helm of this venture, he said, quote, I disagree with it. I think what they've done is they've turned their back on what's allowed them to get in this position. Who knows what's going to happen in the future with world ranking points, the criteria for any major championships. The governing body is going to have to figure that out. Some of these players may not ever get a chance to play in a major championship. This is Mm. a possibility. We don't know that for sure yet. It's up to the major championship bodies to make that determination. But that's a possibility that some players will never, ever get a chance to play in a major championship. Never get a chance to experience this right here. Walk down the fairway at Augusta National. That, to me, I just don't understand it. Um, Woods went on to say, Greg Norman has done things that I don't think are in the best interest of our game, and we're coming back to probably the most historic and traditional place in our sport. I believe it's the right thing. In that was the RNA's decision to uh, not have Greg Norman as a part of the 150th Open and the celebration there. They didn't want him as a distraction. But uh, Brandon, I, I I I understand the strong feelings that the Live Tour was going to incite in people for a lot of reasons. I think this is one of those points, though, where, yes, the majors are super important to the way that people are perceived in golf, but that's an upper-crust problem. Like, getting to play in them is awesome, and I'm sure even for the guys that haven't won a major championship in golf, they probably still get to relish in being on the stage, playing some of these courses that you grow up as a fan of golf in this country watching. But having the same goals and the same motivators as Tiger Woods and assuming that would mean the same thing for everyone is probably where maybe some of Tiger's greatness separates him because for a lot of these players, they're never going to sniff chasing the major championships, having a shot at the history that Tiger Woods has. For a lot of them, they're just trying to make the money. And while we know the purses on, on the course have been the subject of the scrutiny with Liv here, Tiger's made so much damn money off the course that he can't relate to most of these guys anymore. Speaking of that, some of these guys haven't experienced the the life changing off the court, off the course money that Tiger has. Yep. So 
So this is a little bit different. It felt like uh, when your dad comes and, and talks about punishment and like goes to the upteenth degree, it's like some of these guys may not be able to play here ever again. How does that sound? Do you want to not be able to play here ever again? No, go so, so go, go sit down. It's like, listen, yeah, the, that's probably not going to happen. And yes, the big names are maybe turning their back on what got them there, but this new shiny toy with a lot of money and a way to kind of fill the void that Tiger created, talking about Nick Saban, that Tiger created uh, competitively for a very long time. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that he's taking the Rory McIlroy approach and like saying like live is bad for us and for all of us. But you imagine somebody had to do it when Phil Mickelson is the quite opposite yeah, and you know what's it's interesting too, Brandon, because we talked about this. What Tiger, the approach here is, it's kind of a bit of shame tactics, right? It is, hey, yes. you've turned your back on this thing that's been so good to us. You're losing out on all this history. We saw that didn't work. Most of these guys jumped because the, the paychecks are so big. And remember, the PGA Tour has already responded to that in some way as they announced higher prize money at some events over the course of the fall with more limited fields, kind of mimicking that. And mm. when we talked about this at the beginning, while I don't believe it was Phil Mickelson's actual goal, I believe Phil Mickelson was dealing with some things on his own, and I think money is green and guys like that. At the end of the day, the presence of this did prompt the PGA to look at what it was doing and say, all right, we've got more money. Maybe we should be giving it to the players. And so I think that's ultimately what's going to talk as we talk about this battle between the two sides. So Tiger, again, it's not surprising that he would take the stance that he did. And again, we can have all the moral disagreements in the world with the Live Golf Tour here, but what's driving it I don't think is what Tiger is talking about here. I don't think a lot of the players that are making these decisions have the same relationship with major championship victories. And it's still not out of the realm that a lot of these guys could participate in major championships. That's not hey, that's not a decision Brooke, made yet. As long as Brooks Kepka is one of those golfers jumping between the two, he might he might have somebody win a, a live golf tournament, turn around the next weekend, and, and win an actual tournament, uh, an actual open. So, um, That's, I wouldn't put it. I if it, if it's if the field has Brooks Kepska in it, so it's a little different. And that's what we're kind of waiting to see is if we get one of those guys that comes in as a marquee performer at one of those after what's gone on with the Live Tournament because most of us haven't seen what's gone on with any of these Live Tournaments here. But uh, Brandon, let's get to the third. And that was NBA news yesterday, courtesy of ESPN NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski, that after the Utah Jazz had earlier shut down inquiries about all-star guard Donovan Mitchell, rival teams say they are now showing a willingness to listen on possible trade scenarios, sources told ESPN on Tuesday. They already dealt Rudy Gobert to Minnesota this offseason for a boatload of first-round picks. And it seemed to be, you know, even Danny Ainge, who is now the CEO of the Jazz, if you missed that last time on Dragon Ball Z, uh, he talked about, you know, basically between him and uh, someone else in the organization, they kind of tacitly agreed with Rudy Gobert, who had made the assessment that uh, the win-now window had closed for the Utah Jazz. 
And so you wonder here, there was talk before they were going to build around Donovan Mitchell, who's only 25 years old, has been one of those guys to increase his profile going back to the NBA bubble season. But uh, Brandon, this just seems like the green light go for New York Knicks fans to start exploring their wildest dreams, go into the drafts and bust out those Donovan Mitchell Knicks jersey edits and live your best life. Yes, I was I was starting to think about where it would be really really fun to see Donovan Mitchell go ball and that's that's exactly that's exactly where. Yeah, well, unless well, unless he wants to join the slim slim trim Zion. I don't know if you've seen some videos of him but he's uh, he's out here looking looking like a, a young Thanos again. Wow, all right. Well, that's and you know what we talked about this yesterday with Ashley Nicole Moss is what will this look like? Because Donovan Mitchell is not quite a super team making player, right? He's an incredible high end player in this league, and on his best day, he can be one of the best scorers that the league has to offer. But I, I, I don't know if the Knicks are the funniest outcome for this anymore. Like that might be a legitimately entertaining outcome because we saw two years ago what a drug Madison Square Garden can be if the Knicks are actually good. And that was a team that, you know, True. was good in that they were, uh, you know, I think a four seed in the Eastern Conference playoff, something around like that. And we all kind of felt their ceiling. With Donovan Mitchell, now all of a sudden you can explore breaking that. That's usually not a signing that the Knicks make while someone is 25 years old. And so I, I think part of me is ready to see that actually be a fun, compelling product despite – over the years, how much we've all enjoyed at times the Knicks being the butt of the joke, James Dolan and what he's done with that franchise. This this could be your moment, Knicks fans. So go ahead and get your hopes wildly up. I'm sure nothing bad will come of that at all. Yes, nothing bad will come of giving your hopes up, Knicks fans, which you, you always do. But I will say, Donovan Mitchell with the, uh, the name soup game, with the roster for the Knicks over there, R.J. Barrett and Donovan Mitchell, you know, Obi Toppin and Donovan Mitchell. Like, it, it seems that'd be fun. I'm buying it. I'm buying it. Well, I mean, this is going to be the culmination, too, of another round of cries from a local fan base that the national media is just trying to pull their star player yes. out of that market. But in what Rudy said and in kind of the way everyone sort of talked around this with Utah – you were the one seed in the Western Conference at a bunch of different junctures over the last few years. You had two high-end all-star players, a multi-time defensive player of the year, and you couldn't make it work in a Western Conference that had Golden State hit the other side for a brief moment of their rivalry and a Lakers team putting pieces together on the fly. If you couldn't do it then when you were the bit of stability, and I know Donovan Mitchell wasn't always healthy in that. I know there was that strife between those two players. There may be no harm in saying we mistimed the jump so much so that we don't believe we can just money whip enough people to get them out to Utah to play with Donovan Mitchell. And maybe it behooves us to just go and get ahead of this and try and do this before it gets done to us, a la what is happening in Brooklyn right now. So, ooh, yeah. Which, by the way, would that add a little bit of you know insult to injury if now all of a sudden you were the Knicks and able to pull this off whilst the other side of town appears to be burning for the Brooklyn Nets? I just want us. I want them to finally be honest with us and tell us like the moment the thing happened. Like I, I say that the moment the relationship between James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant ended, 
was when James Harden joked about giving Kyrie the shot. I think Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell's relationship ended when Rudy Gobert's sick ass play touched all those mics and all them uh them iPhones and, and recorders and I think he we got a chance to see the world and this is something that black people do not like. American black people, I'll say this for Donovan Mitchell's sake. If you play too much, then I don't know if there's coming back from that because that's in your DNA. You play too much. And if we're seeing you play too much in that one instance there, that that's the, that's a pervasive thing. You don't just do yeah. that in a couple of small areas. You're doing that all the time, and we know that that can be something that's Annoying. a little bit grating if it's done, yeah, for too damn long. So we will see how that one goes here. But, uh, man, what a long, winding journey this podcast has been. If you stuck with us till the end, we appreciate you. We love you. Keep downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts here. Unsubscribe, resubscribe. Follow us at Gojo Show on Twitter and Instagram. We'll keep you updated on all the plans for Major League Baseball All-Star Weekend that us and the DraftKings folks will be up to. Thanks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.